Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to the Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by Adomni. Adomni, list your digital billboard on Adomni and increase your revenue. Today's guest, Wendy Hickey, is known as the Fairy Art Mother. She founded Art Pop in 2015 after a career in out-of-home advertising sales. Art Pop helps artists to showcase their work on billboards and digital signs. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. Wendy, talk about your background and how you initially got into out-of-home. Okay, so my background was in retail sales management and fashion merchandising. And I was at a time where that just wasn't bringing me a lot of joy. And I looked into Adams Outdoor Advertising and was hired by Adams Outdoor Advertising in a sales role back in 1998. Wow, wow. You started and basically you worked at in Adams in, in a sales role. Where did the Art Pop idea come from? Well, when I was with Adams, I moved several times and I was working for Adams Outdoor Advertising in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. And I was on a board of directors at that time. This was 2005-ish, 2004. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And serving on the board of directors for the Pocono Arts Council, along with my sales management role at Adams, I was thinking, you know, what can I do to truly serve the local artists in our community. And it was really like an epiphany or the light bulb went off. And I thought, wow, I can give local artists billboards. So back then, all the way back to somewhere between the 2003-2005 era, I would literally work with artists who could pay for a vinyl of their printed artwork, and we would put that up on a space-available basis. So, so the idea came to me many, many years ago, but has just gone through a, an entire evolution to become the nonprofit that it is today. Mm-hmm. And explain exactly what Art Pop does and how it works. Okay, so what we do when we go into a region or a city, we do an open call for artists to submit their work. And then we have a jury that includes me, but there's a panel of jurors who judge the work. And depending on the size of our program, that's the number of artists that we jury in. And then we feature those juried in artists' artwork on billboards, newsstands, at airports, any out of home that we are able to negotiate in an area. And our program has evolved now that it is not just ad space that these artists receive, but we also offer each of our artists a two-day business course with an organization known as Artist University to teach them how to live sustainable lives as full-time artists and included in all of our, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible and, and has been really impactful for these artists to, to not only have a, a, just a massive ad campaign going on in, in their own backyards, but they're also being taught exactly what to do with it. And now we also offer in all of our cities, one of those spots is offered to a senior high school artist who is in transition to study the arts in college. They get all of the adult benefits, and we also provide a scholarship. Wow. Now, when you have, a, what do you call it, an open, um, basic a call for art, what sort of response mm-hmm. do you get in a community? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll give you an example. We're based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. We just had our 2020 announcement of our 20 artists that will be featured. We received 139 submissions 
and only 20 spots can be filled. Wow. (laughs) How the heck do you decide? So it's seven pick one. How do you decide what kind of art's going to go up on a billboard? Well, we look at several different things. We're looking for diversity. And when I say diversity, I mean that we don't want to have a program that is 20 painters. Mm-hmm. We want to feature all different types of artwork. So any artwork can be submitted as long as, of course, that it's not slanderous or political in nature and those types of things. Mm-hmm. But we want to have we want to have diversity so that you'll see artwork from glass artists, from wood artists, from potters, painters, photographers, you name it, so that all artists in a community are being served essentially by discipline. Do some kinds of art show better? It's a big canvas, a big screen. Do some kinds of art show better on that than others? Yeah, I think, you know, we we relate it, especially for me coming from an out-of-home background, we relate it to what reads well on a billboard. But we also have a lot of other types of assets like newsstands that you can actually stand right next to and or shopping center displays that you can stand right next to and really be able to take them in. Mm-hmm. But when we look at the initial art that comes in, we do look at how would this be taken in at 45 to 75 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So you have this this submission and then you jury and you pick which ones want to go up. What happens from there? What happens from there is we let the artist know, which is probably one of the most fun days of my life (laughs) to be able to call these artists and and let them know that they've been juried into the program. So it starts with with letting them know. And then we actually have them where they're sworn to secrecy until we host our reveal event. And the night of the reveal event, which is just red carpet gala, amazing stuff. We invite all of our sponsors and donors and city dignitaries. And at that event is when the 20 artists are announced to the public. And we always have exclusive press and all sorts of things. It's it's just a beautiful event. I do have videos that I could share, we could link to Mm -hmm. what those events look like. So that's their coming out party night. And then they can finally let the whole world know. And then soon after the reveal, then those installations, you'll start seeing those in the given community that we're serving. So you'll start seeing the billboards go up or the airport installations go up. And then very soon after that, we provide the two-day business course to all of the artists so that right off the bat, when their campaigns are starting, their advertising campaigns are starting, they are also getting this educational course. And then mm-hmm. we provide pop-up gallery shows. So pop-up gallery shows are an opportunity for these artists to show their work, have the public come in and engage with them, and be able to purchase work from them. And then because we're so well-known, especially in the Charlotte community, some of our other cities are, are newer to us, but we've, we're headed into our seventh year in Charlotte. So all the time we get telephone calls and emails coming directly to me to saying, I need an artist for this or I need an artist for that. So we're able to create tremendous amount of opportunities for our local artists above and beyond what they are expecting to happen to them for the year. Wendy, who pays for the vinyl? Who orders the vinyl? Who puts the vinyl up? So every city is set up very different. Typically, Art Pop pays for the production. And we do that through donations and grants. That's how we have the funding to be able to pay for the production. But what is so glorious, since 2014, we have served 368 artists on over $20 million of donated advertising space from the out-of-home industry. It's 
unbelievable and so grateful and been amazing. So Art Pop's budget pays for the vinyl. The out-of-home company says, here's the space. You can put it up. Does the out-of-home company do the install or is the install included in the vinyl? The out-of-home company donates both space and installation. Yes. Okay. And what are out-of-home companies telling you when they participate? Why do they participate in Art Pop? Well, they love Art Pop for many different reasons. So nobody wants to see a blank billboard. And when there is that time that that something is available and it's covered in local art from the community in which the artist lives in, it's just, it's a win for everybody. They really love participating in this because we're providing incredible art that relates to a local artist in that community and helping the artists grow and then just making the market look incredible. You know, it's it's like th- this is a trend that is happening more and more. I think of who was the guy, was it out front, was talking about they're trying to have surprise and delight moments in their New York City smart boards where they would flash some art up or something else that makes someone go, wow. Or, Wendy, I can also think of there's a company out on the West Coast and out of home company that's trying to license art to different cities or, or something, to different other operators. So it seems there seems to be a movement to try and say the, the digital billboard is very effective as a commerce story, but it can also be a source of surprise and delight, of, of, of richness to the community. Without a doubt, I think, you know, many things change in our universe all the time, but something that does not is traffic and people commuting <laughs> and the need for inspiration. Yes. So, yes. you know, while we're, while everybody is going about their days, being able to see art in a place where you do not expect to see art is delightful, it's inspiring, it's thought-provoking, and it's also a chance for the 70-plus percent of our population who never goes to a gallery or a museum, it allows them to be able to see art in a private moment where they don't feel like, oh, I don't really know what discipline that is. I don't know what artist that is, but gosh, that made me feel great. Or boy, I want to find out who that is and I want to buy that. It's just a, it's a chance for some just inspiration in a moment that you probably don't expect it. Let's take a break here for a word from our sponsor. By listing your billboards on Adomni's buying platform, agencies and advertisers can easily find and buy your unsold billboard space. Adomni's Audience IQ technology allows advertisers to target consumer profiles that travel past your billboards with audience segments such as demographics, behavior, and consumer interest. Join the fastest-growing out-of-home network with over 100,000 digital screens. Whether you have a Formedco, Watchfire, Dectronics, or PrismView billboard, Adomni is easy to connect. Visit Adomni.com or email sales at Adomni.com to learn more. Mention this Billboard Insider podcast to receive one free year of Adomni's white-labeled booking engine on your website. Wendy, Art Pop started in Charlotte, and you mentioned that it has grown. Talk about how Art Pop has grown. Well, back when we were unofficial and and didn't even have the name Art Pop, you know, and it was literally just having artists pay for vinyls with their art printed on it. Fast forward to 2014 when we started our very first program in Charlotte, North Carolina with 20 artists. At the time, it was 20 billboards for 20 artists. It has now gone into, we have been since 2014 in 14 cities and 11 states. We've served 368 artists. And how it has changed is the caliber of art, 
the additional benefits that we have for all the artists. It's not strictly static billboards anymore. We use digital billboards, airports, newsstands, shopping center displays, the educational course, the scholarships, working with major foundations across the country. There's so many different things that we've been able to change the lives and careers of local artists and making art accessible to the masses at the same time. How is Art Pop funded? Art Pop is funded in each city very differently. Because we've been in Charlotte for so long, I'll kind of I'll walk you through that. From the beginning, we've been funded by an arts council for the first couple of years. Our 2018 and 2019 programs were funded by two different foundations, one known as Knight Foundation out of Miami, and the other a local foundation here in Charlotte known as Foundation for the Carolinas, and then lots of individual donations. And I mean, people who are donating $10 to us. Wow. So, you know, we are thrilled to accept any level of donation to help us meet all of the costs. And then on May 1st of 2018, I transitioned over to our first employee. So at this time, I am still the only employee at Art Pop Street Gallery. So we run a lean show here, mm-hmm. but we are just making pure magic happen for art accessibility, and artist success. Wow. Can you give some Art Pop success stories? In other words, can you talk about how Art Pop has made a difference in some artists' lives? Sure. So the very first thing that happens is confidence. So I'll walk you through kind of all the layers of what how we define success. So initially, when an artist is juried into Art Pop Street Gallery, regardless of city, the first thing that happens to them is they're feeling great about themselves. So confidence is really a game changer in any situation. When you feel confident, you are able to, you know, sit a little taller and talk about yourself a little easier. And then all of the different things that we teach them along the way with these educational courses and and having them engage with the public and knowing how to price their work and knowing how to engage with a gallery. They are having success that has been starting at confidence and then increasing sales, increasing their web presence, increasing them getting commissioned. And then our, what we call our art pop nirvana, I guess you could say, is when an artist is able to go full-time being an artist, that their art is not a side hustle, it is their career. And have have you been able to help artists transition to full-time career? Oh, yes, absolutely. And wow. uh, we also have an artist who has now had so much success from Art Pop in 2015 that she opened up her own art gallery. And many of the artists that are featured at her gallery are Art Pop artists as well. So it's just been a myriad of different opportunities and different changes to these artists in our communities that we serve across the country, knowing who their local artists are and hopefully making a decision to not shop at a retailer and to shop local in their community. Wow, terrific. What can an out-of-home company do if it wants to support Art Pop? Well, a couple of different things. If we are, if we have a presence in a market, we would love to have any space that we can feature our artists on. If we, what one of the things that we're doing that is fairly new is digital out-of-home operators across the country that we are connected with, both through OAAA and through IBO USA. Mm-hmm. If any of the digital operators would like to have content, art content, regardless if it's an official. Art Pop City or not, we are able to provide creative. So all they need to do is get in touch with me and provide their specs. 
They mm-hmm. can pick and choose out of the art that we have available, or I can curate that for them. But they could feature our artists on their billboards right now. That's amazing because I'm, you know, typical digital billboard. I have six or eight flips, so maybe I have 12 to 16 flips. They're never all sold, or it's rare that they're all sold. And seems like Art Pop is an amazing way to use some free space and create a surprise and delight moment. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, having that ability to have those different rotations is wonderful, regardless of if we're in that city or not. It's still helpful for an artist, of course, to get more exposure. And then from a financial standpoint, of course, we always need funding. So an out-of-home company, if they felt inspired and moved enough and would want to donate to Art Pop financially outside of just of outside of the space, we would we would be grateful for that. Wendy, did I hear right? 14 cities? How many cities are you in? Since 2014, yes. We have been in 14 cities in 11 states, but you will see Art Pop getting much smaller now. And mm-hmm. we are we are in a entrepreneurial pivot stage. I guess that would be a great way to sum that up. Yes. In 2019, we were in six cities and five states and served 53 artists across the country. We know right now in 2020, we will be in three cities, two states, And we do have a surprise up our sleeve right now, but we're not able to announce it. But we will be announcing a new city at some point in 2020. So we'll be in four cities, three states in 2020. And we are downsizing in order to allow me the time to create a sustainable organization from a funding standpoint Mm -hmm. and to be able to offer our program and all the benefits in many years to come. Mm -hmm. Terrific. You have spent, I think it's something like 18 years in out-of-home sales prior and sort of during the art pop period. Wendy, what did you learn about selling out-of-home? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I had the best career. I enjoyed it. What I what I really loved about it, of course, this isn't going to come to a surprise to anybody, is the creative process. Mm-hmm. So while I was in sales, sales management, with Adams alone, I, I worked in five different markets, and my role changed 13 different times. So wow. I've been a sales manager. Wow. I've been a general manager. I've been a general sales manager. I've been a national account executive. You name it. But what I've learned is to serve your clients well, to be honest with your clients, to listen to your clients and push back if you know the creative is not on point for the message. And it's if it's not going to be effective, don't let the sales process mess that up. Yes. Be honest with the client. Be honest. I, I can think of the story of Reagan told Tito's Vodka a few years ago, Tito's wanted to run an ad, and they actually said, look, this is not this is not a great ad. We actually want you to commit in writing that this is your idea, not ours, because we don't think it's an effective ad. And But they said it in the right way. They didn't piss off Tito's. In fact, later, the Tito's marketing person said, They were being honest. It was candor. And she kind of realized, well, maybe that wasn't the greatest use of of ad space. But it's it's a challenge, isn't it, to be be candid, but yet respect somebody. 
Absolutely. And I think that that comes from rapport. I think that comes from a trust. So, you know, you can't walk in the door and earn the right to that type of conversation to somebody. But certainly over time, if you've built the right relationship and they trust you and and you have their best interests at heart and you're truly trying to grow their business and not just get a contract, that's where, where, where the magic begins, I think, is that's something that I feel super proud of, of what I was able to do and always really pushed my clients to do outstanding create, creative. And there seems to be a lot of talk about that right now. And I'm thrilled to see that. But can you imagine, and I think about this all the time, can you imagine if every single billboard was executed well, how that would affect our entire universe? It would just be beautiful to be able to have compelling, creative, effective, creative, heart inspiring, moving, creative on every single billboard. And I think we all have a responsibility to make that happen. You have been a sales manager. What what are some things, if you're going to hire a sales rep, what are you looking for? In other words, what are some, some traits or characteristics that might make you say, I think this person has it in them to to thrive in out-of-home sales? Curiosity Hmm. would be probably one of the first things because you have to ask a lot of questions to get to what that client's service or product is. So I think the curiosity of, you know, why did you go into business and what keeps you up at night? And, you know, what is the one thing that you really want people to know about your product or service? So I think curiosity And then no fear in the out of home world. And I know it's changing all of the time, but it is a place where you have to hunt to eat. And I think if you have no fear and will call on the biggest company and go straight to the CEO and you've got some moxie, that's who I'd want to have on my team. Wendy, what was the out of home sale that was maybe your proudest of? Oh, gosh. That's such a great question. I have a lot. One of the things that stand out for me is a a client that I had in my in the younger days of my career known as Kramer's Hardware. And they were a client of mine in Pennsylvania. And they were pretty adamant that they weren't interested in doing out of home. And I walked through many, many meetings with them. And in one brave moment, I brought three signs with me. One was a quote from Mother Teresa. Yes. One was some music. Yes. Should I stay or should I go now? (laughs) And one was show me the money. Oh, wow. And so I just got very brave (laughs) and walked out with a contract and ended up doing some of the most incredible three-dimensional creative for this client, like a saw cutting through the billboard, a three-dimensional tool belt. We built a spec house on one of the billboards and they became a household name and and all of the our wholesale team, they couldn't go anywhere on a cold call without saying, you know, we're the ones who do the Kramer's billboards. Yes. So, and, and to this day, that client's still a dear friend. The other things that stand out for me are the relationships. I have from my very first market in Sumter, South Carolina, my Budweiser client, David Shaw, I still keep in touch with him to this day. And I haven't sold him billboards in 20 years. 
Wow. Wow. That's all for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Wendy. Thank you so much. This podcast was edited by Lucas Jones and sponsored by Adomni. Adomni. List your digital billboard on Adomni and increase your revenue. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting billboardinsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is billboardinsider at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks weeks.